Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care with Lauren and Blair. My name is Blair. Hey, I'm Lauren. And we're back. We said we would be, so good for us for following through. You can also now listen to us on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts. We're on a bunch of new platforms, so wherever there's a podcast, you can now listen, which is really good. Yeah. Expansion. We did well. We did well. So today we want to talk about nutrition because we did a nutrition podcast once before. I think it was our second podcast ever back in 2018. And I think a lot has changed in life, personal reasons, personal views. Like, we need to update this. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we can talk about not just how we eat differently and how our views on nutrition have shifted, but also touch on the supplement thing because I'm a big proponent of supplements and Mm -hmm. I've been maintaining a lot of my health using supplements, especially for the last year or so. So that's something fun that we can talk about. Yeah. How I spend all my money at Ambrosia. I just forward my paychecks straight to Ambrosia at this point. Okay, so tell us about the lifestyle that you now lead nutrition-wise. Um, I think the biggest shift for me, like I've always been a proponent of like listening to your body and not depriving yourself and balance and moderation and everyone knows like I'm the carb queen. Like I actually want a necklace that says carb queen on I it. I can get that for you. I think I would really love one. Um, <laughs> like I, I, it says in my Instagram bio fueled by, um, carbs and caffeine And that's really just like kind of how I live my life. So I'm maybe not the best person to talk about nutrition, but I definitely have continued on in my, you know, quest for food freedom and being able to just listen to my body. And if my body craves something, I still eat it. The only thing, and I guess I'll talk about it later, is that I've shifted to a much more plant-based lifestyle. Um, Whereas I used to eat, you know, like a fair amount of meat. I'm not, I've never been like a huge meat lover. Um, I don't really eat beef or I never really ate too much beef, but I definitely have cut down a lot on my meat consumption. And I think I'm very plant-based now, which is kind of more of a sustainable choice for our future, in my opinion. How has your diet changed since we last did this podcast about nutrition? As a refresher, I have celiac disease. I am also very, very, very sensitive and intolerant to dairy as a whole. Not just the lactose, dairy. Everything dairy. So I can't have gluten, which means oats, wheat, rye, barley, malt, plus the dairy. I would say my diet is very restrictive as it is. So I have to focus a lot on chicken. I focus a lot on salads, a lot on carbs that I can eat. I work out a lot, so I do need more carbs. What kind of carbs can you eat? Gluten-free, gluten-free bagels. Okay. The, I have the best gluten-free bagels. They're called Nate's Bagels. Get them at your local Whatabagel. Is Whatabagel a global thing? No. No, okay. It's very well, much a Toronto GTA very much, thing. Okay. Well, Nate's Bagels, they're amazing. Canyon Bakehouse Breads, also amazing. And cereals. Like, there's tons of gluten-free cereals. That's actually such a lie. There's only one, and it's Chex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but, but it's good that you can still eat certain carbs yeah so I do eat carbs I eat a lot of eggs I eat a lot of eggs egg white omelets oh my favorite why don't you Starches. eat the yolk just out of curiosity I mean I eat the yolk sometimes but I don't know why an egg white omelet just really hits the spot I really can't explain it me personally if I'm gonna do an omelet 
the yolks are going in. I don't know why I spend the extra dollar twenty nine. Oh, you mean when you go out to eat? Yeah, I just do. Oh, yeah, there's a surcharge on egg white omelets. Yeah, but... yet another reason why I eat the yolks. But I, I just need it. I just want it. So I eat it. But I want to say, and I'm not going to stay on this topic for too long, but I do have to... I feel like I have to address it. I talked about this in the last podcast. I went through, for my body, major weight gain and loss quite quickly. So now that I have found a weight that does work for me and beyond just the number on a scale I'm talking about the way I look and feel and the way I have energy to do my day-to-day things I'm very adamant on sustaining it in a healthy way so I like I'm an overeater I've always been an overeater there have been you're preaching to the choir there have been so many times I've been in a restaurant and I've thrown up in the bathroom because I've overeaten and then I come back to the table and keep eating. Okay, you win. I've definitely never like, done that before. <laughs> I just really, I just really freaking love food. Amazing. And But that's not good for you. And I, I just really have to, my big thing is portion control. When I did move out, I was living with someone who was double my size, eating double the amounts of food that I was eating and I would eat with him. And I gained all this weight and no one ever thought to tell me. So I lost the weight being on my own and working out as a means to reduce anxiety and I really love where I'm at now so now my nutrition I take a much healthier approach I make sure I eat foods that fill me up so that I don't eat tons of empty calories if that makes sense yeah absolutely like I'm also I'm also someone who struggles with portion control if I go out to a restaurant and you give me a portion that's larger than my body needs I will still also eat it all and then feel really uncomfortable after or eat really late at night and then go to bed on a full stomach. And so, yeah, that's just really not ideal for, like, feeling your best. And I always do that on a Saturday night. I just overeat at a restaurant. And then Sunday morning rolls around and I go to my spin class and I'm just like, ugh. It's a struggle. Yeah. So I think recognizing that, like, you and I are both really petite girls and we don't we probably don't have the largest of stomachs no. or the capacity to eat to the extent that we would like yeah. to. Like, my eyes are always bigger than my stomach. Totally. Because if the food is really good... We just want to eat it. I just want to finish like we the just portion. want the food. <laughs> Another thing that I always feel guilty about, too, is food waste. Like, if I go out, oh I gosh. don't like the idea of leaving food behind. And, yes, my husband can be a garbage disposal at times, and you can take food to go... But I've just always been of the mindset that you must finish what's on your plate. So I understand this. Because I have what I have, I often get a lot of people who bring me foods that I can eat. Like my grandparents who go to the States will bring me back tons and tons of gluten-free things that one, I never asked for, two, don't end up liking, and three, they bring it back in quantities that are so ridiculous, like bulk (laughs) quantities. But I feel so bad because these foods are so expensive. So what do I do? I, like, force myself to eat them anyways. But I've been a lot more adamant, being like, no one buy me food. I will buy myself food. But, like, I I just felt so bad. So here I would be, like, eating it all in one go to make sure that, to get rid of it. Yeah. Some gluten-free foods are really gross. Oh, I'm certain of it. 
I personally have not experienced any gluten-free foods because I'm very fortunate not to have any food allergies or restrictions or any, you know, just like no sensitivities to anything. So I eat gluten and I'm fine with it. But I'm certain that if somebody went out of their way that loved me, went out of their way to just buy me copious amounts of food, I would be eternally grateful. Yeah, I have a very different approach. That's fair. Yikes. It's only because I've spent, like, seven years looking profusely for the good things. And it's like, I'm good. I Like, I don't need anything else. Like, I found all my go-tos, and I've tried everything on the market. I've tried it all. So when people give me more, it's like, oh, God, not this one again. But I eat it anyways because I feel bad. (laughs) And then I gain weight. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough when you're not really good with leaving food uneaten. Yeah. And it's funny because I try to instill that in my kids too. Like I want them to eat every bite of their food before they tell me they're full. But sometimes they tell me they're full when there's still food left. And I'm working on accepting that as the status quo. Like, okay, kids, you're full. There's still food left over. It's fine. Yeah. You know, like I want them to finish every bite. But I think there's so much pressure. And maybe when I was growing up, my parents put a lot of pressure on me to finish every bite on my plate. But I don't think that that's necessarily healthy if your body's giving you indications that you're good. Yeah, well, that's been my shift now. I take way less, way less, and I finish a very small portion. And if I want more, I take a little bit more. I do it like the opposite now. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. You've halved it. Yeah, or, or else I'll go overboard. And I've seen my body when I go overboard. I feel disgusting. For me, it's like uh, listening to my body doesn't really have like an impact or a bearing on my weight. So, like, I do overeat to some extent because of the food blogging that I do, um, where I go on tastings and stuff like that, and I have put on some weight, but I don't go on the scale, and I don't know, and if my body is telling me, like, it craves a grilled cheese or whatever, like, and I've put on a few, I'm not going to say no because I've put on a few, so my thinking is, for me, it's just, like, listening to my body, and if I am craving something, I will always submit to it because long-term deprivation of something for me I know I've got proof has lead has led to binging because I had some very disordered eating habits in my early 20s where I would supplement a meal with like a protein bar and then I would deprive myself of all these things that I wanted to eat and my body was telling me you should eat these things but I didn't and then ultimately what would happen is I would deprive myself for so long and then when I did get a hold of that food I would just go crazy with it and you know like I would devour a bag of chips at 7 p.m. because I didn't have enough calorie intake for the day to sustain myself Mm -hmm. so for me like my whole food philosophy is about eating five times a day and it's like a very regimented schedule you know I wake up at 6 a.m and I've got my overnight oats ready to go and then at 11 a.m I have a snack an apple a banana some fruit or something small just to tide me over half a protein bar have my lunch at one o'clock I have maybe the other half of my protein bar at 3.30 when I'm done school for the day and then I eat dinner with my kids between 5.30 and 6 and I've found that that is what is most sustainable for me in a long-term manner because I one don't snack after the kids go to sleep because I'm not hungry anymore and I feel very satiated from the day's eating and then two I don't deprive myself of 
anything from that, you know, from the time I wake up 6am to when I stop eating around 6pm, I've, I've had everything I've wanted to eat. So I don't need to go rummage through the closet and find the cupboards, not the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't, you know, just search for any like sugary or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like refined carbohydrates, empty calories. I don't need those anymore. Right. It makes sense. I think I plan my day the exact same way. The five times a day, I didn't realize I was eating five main times a day, but I'm eating five main times a day. Because if I hold off for the three, I go I go nuts. Yeah, no, there's no way I can just do three meals a day. And it's funny because the latest trend is like intermittent fasting. Yeah. Where you don't eat until like 12 p.m. or 1 p.m. or something. And you're going 16 hours without food. And then I think you're maybe eating like two meals a day. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I could never, I wake up 6 a.m. ravenous, and I think it's because I have a fast metabolism and because my body's accustomed to eating breakfast at 6 a.m., like, even on the weekends, truthfully. So, for me, intermittent fasting is, like, why would you subject yourself to that kind of torture? I knew someone quite well who did intermittent fasting, and he was, like, probably your age, And he absolutely loved it. And he swore by it. I have no clue where he's at with it now. But he swore by it. So it's really interesting what works for some people. Okay, what is intuitive eating? What does that actually mean? I mean, I wish I knew the real definition of it. Because I think I interpret it more loosely or differently than the, the traditional notion of it. But to me, intuitive eating is... Like just listening to your body and and if you're craving avocado toast, you eat the avocado toast. And at the next meal, if you know you're craving a salad, you eat a salad. And I think intuitive eating is just like you don't track your calories. You don't, you know, get on the scale and say, I can't eat this food because I've gained a pound. And my understanding of it is it's like intuitive eating is just like food freedom. Like knowing that you'll go on vacation and, and inevitably you're going to gain five pounds because, you know, you're at an all-inclusive, which is where I'm going to be at in March. Um, and, I'm, and I've also prepared myself mentally for the fact that I, I have this freedom to go eat copious amounts of food at a, at a, you know, at a restaurant where they just keep serving more and more and more. And, and I might embrace it because that's food freedom. That's intuitive eating. Like... I think that's what what it is. And then intuitive eating some days is I'm not very hungry. So I'm going to cut my portion down or I am going to, you know, skip the snack that I really thought I needed every day. Um, so their intuitive eating is just recognizing that some days you're hungrier than others and your body demands different things of you. So if you are going for a really intense workout, you know you need to fuel yourself and your body will tell you, like, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. So eat. I don't know if I interpreted this right, but did you say before, we just came back from a yoga class, obviously. Did you say before that you weren't an intuitive eater? No, I am. Oh, okay. I am. Yeah, and I've always, I think since my late 20s, mid-20s, when I sort of recovered from my disordered eating habits, I became an intuitive eater. Right. Like, it's just one of those things where... You're, it's, it's, just, it's just a lack of rigidity in your diet. And it's like maybe not something that someone like you who has like sensitivities and allergies and restrictions can abide by. 
but I'm like obviously very grateful for the fact that I don't have to restrict my diet. So intuitive eating is easy for someone like me who feels very liberated in their body and also can eat what they want, when they want, how Mm -hmm. they want it. I would say I try and do an intuitive eating approach, but it's way more planned. Yes, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah, and I think also if you listen to my schedule, you'll hear that mine is pretty rigid and planned too. It's planned too, but there's room for flexibility. That's what intuitive eating is. It's room for flexibility. Like, you know, you just want a slice of pizza... And I know this is probably not something that you can relate to because you can't eat pizza. Oh, I miss it. I'm sure. But like some nights I just really want pizza and I'm like, I'm doing the pizza. And the feeling of intuitive eating, I think, is that after you eat the pizza, you don't feel guilty about it and you don't feel compelled to get back on track. And you don't punish your body the next day by eating less. Or working out really hard because you, quote, have to burn off the pizza. Right. Like I never work out thinking, what did I eat? I need to burn this off. Right. I think that's a really unhealthy thought process. And I also think the whole the whole phrasing of getting back on track is also kind of an unhealthy thing to think about because you didn't deviate from the track. You you're know what I mean? You're just living your life. You're just living your life. It's not deviating from the track. Like you you're the train did not derail. You do not need to get back on track. So I see a lot of like in the influencer community on Instagram, I see like a lot of um younger females who have like this really big platform saying these things like getting back on track after Thanksgiving yeah getting back on track after a long weekend or um taking two well there's a girl I don't want to say her name but she's been taking two workout classes for the last few weeks like she works out twice a day once in the morning and once in the evening and she's on this really restrictive diet plan right now and I'm like girl you are going to trigger a lot of people who have disordered eating habits back into their old ways Mm -hmm. and I know that she is because I've talked about it with other bloggers and influencers who have said like I previously had disordered eating habits and watching her talk about her you know double workouts and her restricting of calories and this like really regimented plan that isn't feasible long term or sustainable in any way has triggered some people I know into, you know, feeling guilty about their their own food freedom. There's a YouTuber that I love, and I've been lucky enough to interact with a little bit. She's my favorite YouTuber. She is fitness-based, and she used to compete in bodybuilding competitions. She doesn't anymore, and she very much preaches intuitive eating, and she, has, she talks all the time about how there, you should not be ever telling yourself you need to get back on track. You should never be punishing yourself for it and how dangerous that is. So it's good that she's sharing that message, but I think that message is very much overpowered by the other. So before we get into the plant-based diet, I want to talk about how nutrition actually impacts your life. And this is a message that, you know, I am always wanted to not bring awareness to because it's nothing like super sad but it's something that people deal with and that is allergies and restrictions that we cannot control and nutrition is so freaking hard in my life like not healthy eating I'm not I'm going deeper than that I'm going what I can eat when I can eat it and who I can eat it with since I was 17 16 one of the two I couldn't eat gluten since 21 I couldn't eat dairy 
I've had friends who had thought that I was lying about not being able to eat gluten or or trying to get attention. This happened in high school. I should have come to you and been like, suspend them. Yeah, that's absurd. Because if people don't know, Lauren used to be my English teacher. Yes, I did. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's really hard. And there's so much about fitting into society and just getting through the day that people don't realize all revolves around food. And I'll say one quick story of how clueless people can be. And hopefully me talking about it kind of makes your ears perk up and just say, oh, do I have a friend who's allergic to something? How can I help them feel more included in day-to-day situations? So I was at a bar a few days ago. There's a menu. I'm, I noticed there's chips and guac on the menu. My go-to, I asked the waiter, is it, is it corn chips? And he goes, yeah, they're corn chips, so they're gluten-free. I'm like, perfect, I'll have those. He goes, but they're fried in a fryer that's touched everything else. Then I went to the bar to ask, because I am a 16-year-old at heart when I'm really 24, um, I asked for a vodka crayon. I like vodka crayons. I never drank before. So Girl, like, I'm in my 30s and I would drink a vodka crayon. They're like, so good. I don't judge. I get made fun of it, fun of for it, but I love it. So I go to the bar. I say, what type of vodka do you have? He says a vodka that is distilled from wheat. I say, okay, sorry, I can't have it. He goes, are you celiac? I went, oh my gosh, yes. Like, you get it. What can I have? He goes, you can have Heineken beer. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> And he's like, no, I swear I gave it to a girl who was celiac yesterday. No. I said, you killed this girl. Yeah. I said, give me the bottle. You glutened her. Yeah, you glutened her. I take the bottle. I show him every single word on the bottle for like two minutes on how. It's all wheat. It's all wheat. It says malt on the cover. It's it's beer. I'm facepalming right now. It's beer. And he was shook. He was shook. Let him be shook. I mean, that's just sheer ignorance. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know much about celiac, but I do know that beer is made from wheat and that is gluten. Very much gluten. It's just like, I feel like that might be common knowledge. Yeah. I really want to tell the story of my diagnosis, of how I deal with day-to-day life. Hopefully that will come to fruition one day. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there because if if you know anyone who has an allergy, they are struggling way more than you think getting through day-to-day sometimes. And just be kind about it and try to be inclusive about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like one of my best friends, my former work wife, shout mm. out. She yeah. knows who she is. Yeah. Um, she also has celiac and is very limited in her diet and can't eat gluten. And recently, she she's never been gluten with me. We're, I'm very mindful of that. She's like the girl I take to all my tastings. When I get a plus one, she's always the person who comes. But beforehand, I always message the restaurant and make sure that there is a gluten-free option for her. We went for pizza. We made sure there was a gluten-free crust. Uh, you know, she she usually defaults to meat when we go out, like steak and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but she was recently glutened. And she got really sick. She was like vomiting for like a good day. Yeah, it's it's like you have the flu or food poisoning. It's, it's not it's a poison. joke. It is. It's poison. It's not to be taken lightly. So the fact that there are still people out there who are pretty ignorant about it is upsetting, especially people who work in the hospitality industry because it's not a joke, not something to be taken lightly. I went to a wedding in New York a few years ago and we waited in line about an hour for these world-renowned gluten-free pancakes like there was normal and there was these gluten-free and everyone said these are the best gluten-free pancakes ever so we waited an hour like very far out of the city and 
the people, the, the, the food runner, I guess, put my mom's normal pancakes in front of me and the gluten-free ones in front no. of her. I was over the moon. I was like, these are the best pancakes ever. Well, obviously there's flour in them all day dead wedding i went but i was dead like it's just so these things can really affect people's lives i mean did your mom not know that they didn't taste as good as normal she didn't have a bite yet Uh, for whatever reason i had like dug in pigged out and then once she had a bite did she realize she didn't even get to having a bite you were already sick because the manager ran over after I had already shoved a little bit in my mouth, oh, enough no. in my mouth, being like, oh, my God, we made a mistake. <gasps> we, we, yeah. That's a bad story. Yeah. Nutrition goes way deeper than just the food we put in our body. It goes to social settings. It goes to feeling included in these settings. It, it, it just, it runs deep. It's life. It's your whole life. Your whole life revolves around food. Yeah. It does. And I don't think people realize that yeah. sometimes. No, for sure. Most people take it for granted that they can just eat what they want when they want. Mm-hmm. Okay, so enough with the sob story. Tell us about your plant-based diet. Okay, so first and foremost, what I want to say about my plant-based diet is that I am not a vegan or a vegetarian. I refer to myself as a flexitarian. Oh, is that real? Uh, yeah, it's a real term. Flexitarian. Um pescatarian too to some extent but mostly flexitarian and what flexitarian means from my understanding of it is that some days I want to be a vegan so I eat vegan some days I'm a vegetarian so I eat dairy and I eat eggs and then some days my body craves meat and I eat meat very much the intuitive eating yes yeah exactly at its finest so if I had to put a percentage on the time where I eat plant-based like vegetarian vegan I'm gonna say 70 percent and then 30 percent of the time I eat meat so that seems like a good balance yeah honestly I feel it works best for my body I could not like ditch meat entirely just yeah. because my family eats meat and and meat is good. Sometimes I need the protein. Often I need the protein. Um, and like even alternative sources of protein, like I like them. For the most part, um, I do tend to have meat when my family is eating it or my body is craving it. And I don't, like for me, a big part of it is definitely about the sustainability of the earth and um, like the ethical dilemma of eating meats. But part of it, most of it for me is just like, that's my preference. Like I like vegetables. I like fruit. I like carbs. It's easy for me. And those are the foods that my body craves. Those are the foods that my body wants. So I'm good with it. I don't know like what the future holds for me. Do I foresee myself going like 100% vegan? Definitely not. Um, But like when I go out with my friends for meals, I always choose spots that have vegan and vegetarian options, and that's just my preference. Like, I love a good vegan restaurant. And I also want to say, because I've been working out a lot more, and I've been burning off a lot more, and I do cardio so much more, when you come out from a workout, I don't know how, I don't know why, but you want to eat plant-based. You just want to eat healthier, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm the only one who's experiencing that yeah certainly like the the endorphins and the workouts make you feel like you want to stay on track or whatever that horrible expression is like just yeah keep up with the healthy lifestyle like no one leaves a workout saying i want a slice of cheesecake 
Yeah, that's, that's not a thing. Like, I just find myself eating as clean as possible right after a workout. I really do think it's, like, the endorphins. It's just me being like, yeah, like, I'm so excited I'm going to eat healthy. Like, I actually crave a salad. Yeah, I do too. Which is kind of weird, but... I always want salads after I work out, but I don't think for me that's an eat clean thing. Again, it's more of just a plant-based thing, and that's sort of where the intuitive eating and food freedom comes from, right? Like, I will not label a slice of cake as, you know, not clean. I'll still eat the piece of cake. I'll just have a few bites of it till I feel satisfied from it, but I'm not going to put it on my not eating list because it's not considered clean eating, whereas, like, there's a lot of plant-based food that's not healthy, just like there's a lot of gluten-free food that's right. not healthy. Right, that's a... Right? Yeah, it's so, a good point. yeah, like when I say I eat plant-based, that means I'm going to, uh, you know, my favorite restaurant, Planta on Queen, which is an Asian vegan restaurant, and I'm getting dumplings, and I'm getting sushi with uh, watermelon instead of spicy tuna, which is delightful. It's pretty much the best sushi I've ever had um and I'm also getting noodles and I'm also getting um they have some great salads there I'm getting all those things that would not be perceived as healthy foods or clean eating because they're like fried dumplings and noodles but they're still vegan right right so vegan is not necessarily like people perceive it as oh my god it's such a healthy lifestyle it doesn't have to be I have friends who are vegan who like definitely indulge and you know, drink a lot of alcohol and eat a lot of desserts because they're they're vegan with a plant-based lifestyle. So that's more of just an ethical choice for me than it is about like being quote unquote healthy. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What about um supplements? Oh god. Do you take tons? I mean, do we have 45 more minutes? Because that's where this is going to go. If you want me to just, like, outline everything I now take. Well, do you also take vitamins, like basic vitamins? So I take a multivitamin and a calcium. I take a calcium. And because I have brittle bones and I'm in the early stages of osteoporosis. And um, both of them are vegan, made by a company called Herbaland. And they're a Canadian company based out of Vancouver that I work with. And their supplements are all vegan, gluten-free, low in sugar, even though they're gummies. They're the best. So I take their nutritional supplements and I eat their candy. Okay, so you are showing me how to buy these. Because I just take the vitamins that I find at the store. But I feel like... Yeah. But I'm always checking the boxes being like, are there milk ingredients in this? Sometimes there are. Are Yeah. Is there gluten in this? Sometimes there is. So... I saw Herbaland today in Ambrosia, so I know they sell it there, but I have a 15% off coupon code for their website that I will hook you up with later. Or even for anyone who's listening who might want it, it's the Athleisure Teacher 15, all one word, and it gets you 15% off of their vegan, low-sugar, gluten-free supplements. So, off topic for a second, is this the first sponsorship you've said out loud on the podcast? I reckon it is. Oh my gosh. Well, pretty much now that I'm going to talk about nutritional supplements that I take, everything's going to be sponsored content in the next 10 minutes because everything I take has been provided to me or gifted to me by a brand. Wow. Congratulations to self-care with Lauren and Blair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the other supplement that I take is the goalie vitamin, which is something you just took a photo. 
yes, of for me. We did. In the yoga studio, which wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> it was awkward. The yogis have to be nice about it. They're yogis. Yeah. They have to, compassion. I think they were silently judging. So maybe silently. Especially the one who was like trying to wash her teacup out while we were taking the photos. Oh, yeah, but she wasn't a teacher. She's just a person. Yeah. Well, so she can judge. Anyone. Anyone can judge, for sure. I have to take pictures in public. That's the nature of what I do. I've learned to make my peace with it. I don't care if people watch and judge. So, yeah, the goalie um, apple cider vinegar gummy is incredible. So, this one is apple cider vinegar. It's got the mother, which is like people drink shots of apple cider vinegar. Um, and the mother is like a, like a live living entity within it. And it's uh, got like a ton of nutritional benefits. So the apple cider vinegar benefits are increased immunity. Um, it helps with appetite control. And then the big thing is it, ha- it helps with digestion. So which is something that I really need. Because as someone who has Crohn's disease and inflammation in my bowels, um, I tend to get bloated very easily. I will not elaborate on any other of my digestive upsets, but I can picture them. Yeah, I'll, I'll spare the listeners. We, we but like that. yeah, we do. Um, so the goalie apple cider vinegar gummies are great for digestion and bloat. Um, they are great for immune support, as I mentioned. So I was, you know, I didn't have a, they didn't replenish my supply for a couple weeks. And spoiler alert, I caught a cold. And I don't think it's a coincidence because I know for a fact this apple cider vinegar gummy helps so much with my health and just like my overall, like my gut health, but also my immune, my immunity as well. So the coupon code for Ghoulie is um, Athleisure Teacher and that one gets you 5% off of your purchase. And that's probably my favorite supplement right now um, in addition to the calcium and the multivitamin. And then the last one, and uh, this one is also sponsored. I could go on. I have several others, but I'll just, I'll stop here. But the last one that I take that is really my number one go-to is collagen. Collagen is huge for me. The company that I work with is called Vital Proteins. Um, They're based out of the U.S. So if you do want to purchase them, I actually don't have a coupon code for them. Um, I believe that there's a website called Natura Market online that you can buy vital proteins but it is an american brand so it's harder to get and it is a little bit pricier because they don't sell in canada so the biggest benefit of collagen is definitely gut health um basically my understanding of collagen is that it contains this like amino acid and it has anti-inflammatory properties so for me I mean, I have inflammation in my bowels, so if collagen has anti-inflammatory properties, it's single-handedly like solidifying the um, lining of my gut and repairing like leaky gut, which is really, really important for me, for my stomach, but also for my mental health because studies have been conducted about the correlation between good gut health, good gut health and the brain. So easing anxiety and depression. When your gut health is intact, you tend to function better, less stress. It alleviates a lot of anxiety. And for sure, that applies to me. Because not only do I take the collagen peptides in my coffee, but I also, and I won't get into it because we have time constraints here, but I also take a really good probiotic. So for me, my supplements are all about gut health. The apple cider vinegar, the collagen, 
and also the probiotic that I take just to maintain the lining of my gut and to ensure that I'm not, you know, like perpetually in pain, which is something that can happen if I don't take good care of it. Um, but back to vital proteins, in addition to the collagen peptides that I take, they make a whole slew of other products with collagen in them. So they have bars and I'm like loving these collagen bars. They're low sugar and again, high fiber, high in protein, and they have collagen in them. Like I think six grams of collagen, which is fantastic. And I eat these bars like in every, you know, pretty much every other afternoon or so, like around 3.30 when I get kind of hangry after school. Gluten-free? I believe so. Dairy-free? I'll let you know. Uh, let me look at the, let me look at the wrapper. I do believe they're, they're, they're dairy-free. They also have like a beauty water. Oh, and that's something I forgot to mention. Like I talk about gut health for collagen, but another big benefit of collagen is like superficial stuff like your nails your hair your skin everything is like glowy and your hair grows long your nails grow long it just like fortifies everything so it's very much like a beauty supplement which is why vital proteins also sells like collagen beauty water it's just like flavored water interesting yeah that like helps you get nice skin and nails and hair growth and yeah they don't yeah they have so many products I haven't tried them all, but yeah, they make collagen water, collagen bars. I just feel like there's so many products out there nowadays that really contribute to overall health. And I do get a lot of great nutrients in my diet, but there are certain things that I'm just deficient in. And if there's something out there that can help me in any way, I'm pretty much open to spending as much money as it takes. Like, even for the kids, I buy them a probiotic. It is, like, $36 for 30 of them. And so that's, if you do the math, 15-day supply for my kids, that's 36 bucks. Like, like those are really pricey, (laughs) you know? But probiotics are non-negotiables for us. Non-negotiable. Like, I know that helps with my own children's gut health, their own immune support, all those things that I'm getting. Mm -hmm. I want them to reap the benefits of, too. And they take calcium and they take a multivitamin. We're just a big supplement family. I like it. I want to be like that. Yeah, it's expensive. Just say goodbye to all your money. That's the only drawback. But... Yeah, but there are just certain things that I'm willing to spend on and save elsewhere in order to have the things that I want. You know what I mean? It's just prioritizing your health. Yeah. And the way you feel. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I am crazy though. Like clearly, if you look in my cabinets, it's just like all supplements. It's just, it's excessive. Should we transfer this to the YouTube medium and just take a tour? My, um, what's it called? My vitamin hall. Yeah. Athleisure teacher vitamin hall. Check out my cabinets. They're too messy for that, though. <laughs> That's why I abstain from visual evidence. Nobody wants to see my cabinets. Or right. All... They just listen about it. Yeah. Right. Podcasts are great because no one has to look at you or any of your chaotic household. Yeah. No one knows that we're sweating after class. Yeah. That's... It's a little warm. I have eye bags down to my lips. She doesn't. She looks gorgeous. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. I told you guys we would be consistent we stayed consistent for one month. Nailed so it. So we're going to do it for another month. Yeah, we will. If you have any questions, any topics you'd like to talk to us about, we may do a Q&A in the future. Um, don't hesitate to hit us up. You can find me on Instagram. It's my full name, B-L-A-I-R-R-O-T-S-T-E-I-N, or my website, 
BlairLindsay.net, B-L-A-I-R-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y.net. And I'm that annoying chick, the athleisure teacher. Same handle, more annoying than ever. Thank you so much for listening. Also, Spotify. Yeah, we are on Spotify. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell the people in the subway. I don't care. Just tell someone, please. Can you, like, subscribe to Spotify? You can follow. Follow. So follow us. Yeah. And be our friend. Bye. (laughs) We can't end it like that. You know what? We're going to. Bye.